Hello and welcome to the Nexus Talks podcast. Here at Nexus, we delve into the experiences and insights from specialists and thought leaders within the creative, tech and digital industries across the globe. At Nexus, we speak freely and touch on the topics that often go unspoken. Hey. Hi, Grace. How are you? Good. How are you? Really good. Thank you. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you for making time. Of course. Wait, can you see me? I can see you. Can you okay. see me? I can see you. Yes. Yeah, no, I can see you. You look great. I'm loving the foliage, planting going on behind you. Love it. <laughs> great. How have you been? Pretty good. Um, yeah, I like tried to join this an hour ago because that's like kind of the day I'm having. I just like didn't. I was like, oh, yep, the totally wrong time in my head. So you made my heart sink then because I was like, wait, is she wrong or am I no. wrong? That's fine. <laughs> nope, I was I was wrong. It was in my calendar, but I just like, I don't know. It's all good. Where are you right now in the world? I'm I'm in I'm in my apartment. Uh, I live in New York City. Okay, cool. And you guys are like five hours behind us, I think. I could be wrong. It's it's two p.m. right now. Yeah, so I'm right. Yeah, it's seven p.m. and it's dark and bleak and a typical London winter. Well, it's autumn, but it feels like winter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, lovely. Um. I was just going to say, um, I'm trying really hard not to fangirl because as a fellow creative, um, your art brings me a lot of peace. It makes me feel like oh, I, I really mean that. So when um, Shaleen from Nexus emailed me and I saw the name, I was like, okay. So um, if at any point, oh, I love that. <laughs> if any point I have a fangirl moment, please just slap me virtually. Be like, Dina, get it together. Oh, it's okay. great. I'm I I love it. I love to be a fangirl. If like, it's great. It's great. Amazing. So, um, Grace, just in case no one's come across you before or aren't fully aware of what you do, can you tell me a bit about yourself? Yeah. So my name is Grace Michelli. I my my Instagram is Art Baby Girl, and um, I am an author and an artist. Oh, my dog decided to make an appearance. Um. <laughs> Um, and yeah, I have been a freelance illustrator for like the last eight years or so. Um, and my book came out last year. Um, and yeah, I, you know, I, I make a lot of work about kind of like mental health and, um, you know, I, I try to have, try to have fun, fun with it too. We're going to dissect it because there's so much going on. But before I even think about asking my first question, we need to talk about this. Art baby, where, where'd this come from? Okay, so <clears throat> this was like, I think it was like the beginning of Instagram, right? So we're, we're it's like 20... Or no, this was it was before. So maybe even before Instagram, like twenty ten, maybe I was sitting on a couch with friends, watching TV. This was like for like a summer during uh during university when I lived in when I lived in New York, and like one of my friends just kind of like 
called me it and I was like, oh, I like that. And then when I went to, uh, you know, like join Instagram and uh, again, right, maybe like a year later, um, I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, I'll I'll do that. And I think at the time, you know, when I was like just graduating and I just moved to New York, I really felt like this, you know, this kid, this like this, you know, coming into the art world. I was like, I don't know anything, but, um, you know, that doesn't mean that I am not going to like try to do my own thing. Right. So so I think it 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 was this like, you know, of course, like baby girl, that's like a form of endearment. So there there's that. Um, but it really just, it, I think, yeah, it came from, uh, just feeling really like new and young in terms of the art world. And of course it changed over time. It's like, I'm in my thirties now. I definitely don't feel as like attached to it anymore. Um, but you know, I think, yeah, it's really, it's interesting how like in the age of the internet, our usernames really do, uh, or they really can like align themselves with our identities. Totally. And I love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. Because it's art baby girl, isn't it? Yeah. Even better. <laughs> and you said you found like a bit of a baby when you started, like you were new to the art world. So was that not your original passion? Like how did that happen? I think it was just like, you know, I, I, there was all this confidence when I was, you know, in school, right? Because I went to a small school. I, it was not in, it was not in the city. And then it was like, as soon as I moved to New York, I was like, oh, like, this is a whole different thing, right? Like, you don't just walk into a gallery and they're like, let's represent you, right? Like, there's, there, there are all these power structures, all these gatekeepers. So, you know, I think it was the, my attitude about it was more like, oh, okay, you, it was more like challenging, right? Like, oh, you don't think I can do stuff? Like, I I think I was coming from a place where I kind of wanted to like prove people wrong, right? That like, yes, I'm, you know, I'm in my early 20s, but I'm going to put on exhibitions. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to take up space, Um yeah, so I so I think it was kind of like that, right? Like I it it wasn't until probably like the middle of of college that I was like, okay, I want to be an artist. Um and then as soon as I latched onto it, you know, it became it definitely became my goal and my passion. Um but but yeah. Do you remember why you decided that you wanted to be an artist? Do you, do you remember what led you there? So when I entered, when I entered school, I, um, I knew, I knew I loved art, but the plan was to study art history, right? Because in my head, I was like, being, trying to be an artist is so impractical. Um, you know, you can't have a job as an artist, right? Like, like I come from a very privileged background, but my parents were not about to pay my rent while I made art, you know, like I, I knew I needed to get a job. Um, but, you know, going back even a little further, like art was the art was the first thing that like that kind of opened my mind that uh, like allowed me to feel connected. And, and that began, you know, as a teenager, probably 
probably around like 15, 16, um, when I first started taking photographs, it just was this channel, right? I was like, oh, wow. Like, I don't have to talk about stuff, right? I can, I can just show it through, um, show it through my art through, you know, I can, I can express myself. I can communicate in this way that feels really safe and, and really fulfilling. Um, so, so yeah, like it was always a passion, but I think, you know, when I, when I went to school, I was like, all right, this is my passion. I'm always going to do it, but let's be practical. And then I found myself falling asleep in my art history classes. But when I, when I was in my, you know, I took a few studio classes, right. And just the, the conversations, the like depth that we would, uh, you know, talk about the art we were making, the theory, the critiques, just all of it, right. Having assignments, it just was so exciting and, I couldn't stop thinking about it. I was just like, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And still in the back of my head, I was like, all right, maybe when I graduate, I'll, you know, I'll get a job at a gallery, at a museum. But um, yeah, I just couldn't stop thinking about it. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to pay attention to this. And again, right, I, I luckily had parents who were like, all right, you can major in whatever you want, just make sure you get a job. So, so I think that's kind of like how I, how I started down my path. Yeah. And you know what I really, really love, like hearing that, I think a lot of creatives will resonate with that because it's the stress of thinking, I know I can be good enough. Even if I'm not ready, I know I'm prepared to put in the work, but it's always the, let me get up a, a backup job just in case. And it's constantly battling in between that, isn't it? Yes. And, you know, it's it's real. And like, you know, whenever I do interviews, I, I try to be really honest about the fact that, like, even at this point in my career, eight years in, like, it's still a struggle sometimes. And like, yes, that is some of it's in my head for sure. But like, it's really hard to have a stable, like, stable finances when you are a freelancer even someone that has as many followers as me has worked with all the brands I've worked with like there still is there is no consistency and I think that's something that like I never want to say that to like dissuade anyone from following you know their passions and pursuing art because things are so different now than they were 10 years ago in terms of opportunities and access. But it is something that I think is important, right? Like the fantasy of, you know, getting a verified checkmark on Instagram and then, you know, your inbox is just constantly full of collaboration requests and fat paychecks. It's like, maybe for some people that's real, but for me and for, you know, my close friends, many of them who are successful artists, like that's, that's not, that's not the reality. That's not the actual reality of it. Yeah. See, if I was fangirling about you before, I'm going to be fangirling about you more now because it's so, it's so good to hear that. I think because especially definitely for artists, definitely for creators that are freelancers, it's nice to have that 
from someone who's doing such amazing things and actually know, you know what, maybe I'm not doing as bad as I think I am because actually the way this industry is, it is really up and down. It's like the salmon in the feast. Sometimes you're so busy and booked up and other times it's like, what's going on? Exactly, exactly. And and like I said, right, it's like, you know, as someone who I have a lot of anxiety, like I know that some of that fear is in my head, but some of it is also, it's also practical too, right? And like my stakes are low. Like I have a little dog, but other, you know, I don't have kids. Like, like I, you know, I don't have the same responsibilities that a lot of people have. So I just, you know, with the platform I have, I, I really like, I, I, I try to be responsible about like encouraging people to, to just like jump into it uh, without considering what, what it really can be like. Totally. And um, since you brought up your dog, can I just say how much I was in love with your um, images where I was like imagining what my dog must be dreaming of. When yeah, I saw that, I was like, this is what my dog must be thinking of. I love that, by the way. I know. He's my like number one muse. It's so like, I hang out with him all day. It's, it's, yeah, he's, he's the best. He's the best. So I love that. By the way, I'm the exact same. I have a dog as well, and I literally stare at her. I'm like, oh, thank God for you. <laughs> so when did things start going well? So let's say you moved to New York, you were doing your courses, you realized art history isn't for you. Then you started becoming, I guess, you started networking more, getting in touch with brands, getting commissioned. When do you? What kind of advice would you give to someone who maybe is a few steps behind you and is not at that stage yet? What do you think you wish you would have known then? You know, it's hard. I, I Like I said, like, I do think things have even changed since then. Um, like, I, I did a lot of work for free. I wish I hadn't done that. Um, but, you know, it, basically it was like after I, I think what I would say is like when you're in that transition, bef- that transitional stage before you go full-time freelance, if if that's your plan, like, maybe try to find a job with some flexibility. Like I worked in retail for like four years um, between when I graduated from school and then when I went freelance and working in retail, like, you know, I was able to kind of change my schedule around if certain job, if certain opportunities came up, um, which was really helpful, right? I think, you know, again, right. And then even the pandemic things have changed. People are working from home now. People do have more flexibility, but I think that like, that was something that looking back was really great. The fact that I could like work a Sunday, but then take a Tuesday off and like go paint a mural or go do something like that. Right. Like just the, the kind of the flexibility. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I, I don't, I guess I wish I, yeah, I wish I would have like worked for free a bit less. But other than that, I think that like whatever your path ends up being like all everything, you know, you learn lessons from all the challenges that come up. So like, you know, I think whatever kind of like struggles or or regrets that I may have, I'm like, I still learned, learned so much from that. Um, But yeah, like I, I guess I would say, yeah, to try to really, you know, again, like be mindful of 
of exactly what you said that like just because you get a big job does not mean that you are going to get one next month right so like I of course wish I would have like saved a bit more money right like not just gone on you know like bought a really cute outfit as soon as I got like my first big paycheck um but again I think that's also just part of growing up too right there's some things that you know when you're when you're in your early 20 or when you're in your 20s like developmentally you're not you're not able to necessarily think as far ahead and and be as responsible um as you may wish you were when you get a bit older of course and you evolve you know you're not going to be the same person you were 60 years ago and that's actually what I wanted to ask you about with your art so a lot of your work is as you mentioned your expressing mental health issues or trying to show that you know people are going through it there's lots of really reassuring pieces that are on your Instagram that I absolutely love and I just want to ask like was that your intentional route or is it something that just naturally evolved definitely just happened um I think you know it kind of mirrors the journey I've been on in my personal life right like I think when I was first starting to make work I knew that I wanted it to be playful. I knew that I wanted it to like be fun, right? So I think at at the beginning, there was more of um, like a, you know, a sense of humor. There was a bit more of like sarcasm or or self-deprecating humor because that's how I was too, right? Like I dealt with my issues by making jokes about them, right? Like I wasn't, I wasn't, I I wasn't really dealing with my shit. And then as soon as I got into therapy, right, like stopped partying, got sober, like as soon as that stuff started happening in my personal life, my artwork got so much more real. It got so much more honest. It got more hopeful. It got more introspective, right? Like it really did mirror what was going on in, in my life. And um, you know, there's complications with that, right? Like that's really scary. It's really scary to like be vulnerable in your personal life. It's really scary to be vulnerable with your art on the internet. So it was not like an easy evolution at all. I mean, growth is always uncomfortable. Um, but yeah, I think when I started making art, I like would have rolled my eyes if someone was like, talking about art about mental health like I was that definitely was not where I where I started um but I'm very glad that it's where I am now and please correct me if I'm making this up but are you like studying is it like therapy or yeah yeah so I and like here we are now uh where yeah like I I think like making art about my mental health for years allowed me to process so much that I kind of have like dealt with a lot of the stuff I was initially making art about and like really was seeking another challenge. Um, I was seeking growth. I was seeking like, yeah, this, this evolution. And that is now that I am becoming a therapist. And like, again, you know, I really like the last thing I want is to be like, don't be an artist get a different job but I think that like 
for me and my brain and my personality. And again, now as someone in their 30s, like being a freelancer, just it wasn't the right fit long term. Like it was amazing for me for, you know, probably by the time I like shift what I do for work, it'll, you know, be like 12 years. But um for me, it wasn't long term. The, the the kind of goals that I have and like what I want my life to look like doesn't fit in with um not knowing where my money is coming from in three okay. months, right? So like that's that is uh that became a priority for me and is like part of the shift towards uh my future. But yeah, it's it's just been really cool to like watch myself go through all of this and uh go from like rolling my eyes at therapy to that's all I ever want to talk about (laughs) becoming a therapist like literally this that's so crazy do you know what is was so brilliant like I remember when I was like younger in the creative space and I used to see people's buyers and it'd be like I don't know artist yoga and I don't know let's say presenter and I'd be like dude pick a job like I didn't get it I was like what the hell is wrong with you? And now it's so interesting and so similar to your story. You're changing so much and learning what's good for you and what works for you, whether that was through your art, whether it's through writing your book, whatever led you there. And now you're one of those people. I've been like, artist, illustrator, author, therapist. <laughs> and it just makes sense though. Exactly. Yeah. No, it's, it's, It's something that I was like scared to do for a while. Like I knew it was there. I witnessed that desire and I was like, oh, I can't do that. Um, But now it just makes so much sense. And so I'm, I'm actually studying. So I'm studying to become a therapist, but then also an art therapist because I knew I knew I didn't want to leave that part of my identity behind. I wanted to figure out a way to integrate it because again, right? Like reflecting on my own life and my own art practice, like art is what allowed me to heal. Like I know the power that art has to like, you know, help us get in touch with what's going on underneath the surface. And now it's so cool to be in school and be like, you know, reading about like neuroscience and how there's research that like art literally does like heal your brain and it and creativity and like all of that like is, you know, like medically officially healing. And so it's just been cool to like, you know, have almost been doing a version of art therapy on myself for years and then now learn, be learning about the like, you know, professional, legitimate uh, way to do it. How does it feel to be studying again? Oh my God, I love it. Love I, it. <laughs> I didn't think so, right? I I was like this, you know, artist, party girl. I was like, I never want to go to school again. And I'm the biggest nerd. Like I had a week, you know, a week, we had like the last week off because of Thanksgiving here. Yes. And I was like reading, doing my readings for two weeks ahead. I was like, no, I want to keep learning. And again, the more I learn that like, I, I really love structure. Like my brain really loves structure. It really loves um, like assignments and papers and like kind of 
having boundaries to work within, which again is really hard when you're a freelancer and like you are your own boss because you, you know, you have to implement your own boundaries, right? Like you set your hours, you give yourself your deadlines. Um, and that was really a challenge for me. And I think for so many people, I have so many friends who are amazing at it, right? And who like are so that works for them, but it turns out like is not a strength of mine. And I think also like I, Another thing that I wish I kind of knew going into this uh, this profession of a freelancer is how much time I ended up spending alone, like drawing in my studio. And like, of course, you know, you can you can start like a you know, you can share studio space with other people. Right. And you can like work, um, you know, work in a collective with other artists and you know, I just happened to kind of set myself up to not do that, right? As an illustrator, it's like, you know, I lived alone and I and I worked alone. And that's another thing that I'm finding. I'm really excited about my future of like working with clients and, you know, being in in grad school, like I'm I'm doing it online, but still just like having that group of people to connect with and to talk about um, is really important for me. Yeah. I, and do you know what? I love that you recognize that your structure didn't work for you anymore and did something about it. Like a lot of people would have a mini breakdown and be like, ah, <laughs> um, but no, it, it's actually interesting because I'd worked as a freelancer for a long time. And I, after COVID, I decided to sign up as an employee. And it was crazy that um, I actually really liked working with people. I really didn't think that would be the case, but it's different when you're vibing off each other. And yeah, it, it, it's crazy. It is really Yeah. I mean, again, everyone's different, but like, yeah, I found for myself, but like my, I just love, like I work better and I'm more creative when I'm bouncing off of other people, when I can kind of like ref get, have my ideas reflected off of other people and yeah. And, and trust me, I did the like, what's wrong with me for years <laughs> before I decided to like go commit to going back to school. Like, yeah. it's so it's so funny how we really will find like every way to kind of blame ourselves for things that are just like inherently true. Like we're people, we're humans. We crave connection. We crave relationships like we need them to thrive. Totally, totally. And the one thing we haven't spoken about yet is your book that you yes, last yes. year. Tell me more about this, please. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, my book uh, is called How to Deal. It it came out in May of 2021, and it was really wonderful to work on it. I lucked out in that I sold it at the beginning of the pandemic, so it was kind of like my project during the pandemic like I was able to escape into it I was able to kind of like process everything that was going on um and it was really awesome because I I do see it as this culmination of you know my work and kind of everything I was exploring as an artist for like most of my career um and you know it's 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 technically like I think officially like a self-help book, but it's um, 
you know, I think it's meant to be this like playful and um, just like, you know, exploratory guide to how to deal, how to how to figure things out, um, how to try to be like gentle and kind to yourself while that happens, because, you know, something I think about all the time is like how for so many years if I had shame about stuff I would then like layer it and feel like shame about having shame and you know there's just we we put so much on ourselves um that I think just can make like growing and changing and healing a lot harder and so I think like finding ways to just have more compassion for ourselves um was was a big reason, uh, you know, why I wanted to like share what I shared in the book. And it's, you know, I, it's really written for like a younger version of myself, right? It's, it's written for someone who's like, maybe is like, maybe I want to change some stuff about how I'm doing life, but I'm scared. You know, it's meant to be like, Hey, listen, I've been trying to figure it out. Some days I'm still a mess. But I think I have learned a few things and like, here they are. And that's like perfect for the listeners because that's exactly what they come to us for, for like advice. We're like, okay, I'm freaking out or how do I make it better? So actually that marries perfectly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to ask you something that I don't know if you're going to want to answer. Go for it. You can even do it. <laughs> are you able to pick what your favorite project or moment has been so far in your career? Yeah, I am. So actually, uh, it's one very recent. So I was asked to um, do to make a piece for um, like a pop up exhibition that I think is up for the next I think it's up through until January or through January here in in New York in Brooklyn at um, the UGG store in, in Williamsburg. So a friend of a friend from from college, actually, Kimberly Drew, who is an amazing, amazing, uh, you know, an amazing person. She yeah, she asked me to be a part of this little exhibition of a few artists. And the prompt was to make art with about feelings. Right. And I was like, OK, here we go. And it was the first piece I made, actually, like. Um, after going through my first few months of grad school right so so it was very it was so amazing to like you know integrate the knowledge that I was learning in school with you know my my already existing art practice and kind of meld those together and then on top of that be aware of what I was doing right so like in school we we learn about how for some people, like in order to express emotion, to feel safe enough to open up, they they need some sort of uh, boundary, right? Some sort of 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 um, yeah, some sort of control, right? Whether that means using like a pencil versus paint. And for me, I realized that is um, a comic, right? You, you, when you make a comic, you literally have a square frame that you are drawing within. You have limits, you have rules, you have boundaries. And, you know, I've kind of learned that about myself. Like, oh, maybe this is why I love to make comics. And so it was really fun to like 
on like a meta level, explore that through a comic and explore, you know, how I how I feel my feelings, how I think about my feelings and all of that um, in a comic. And it was awesome because it was also the first time a comic of mine was like blown up really big. I think it's like four by six feet or something like that. Um, so yeah, it was just like a really proud moment to like walk in and like see it really big. And, you know, Kimberly, who I've known for, I don't know, 14 years or so, you know, so just to kind of like have all these things come together. Um, it was really wonderful and I'm really proud of it. And like when I shared it online, like a lot of people seem to like it. And so that is, you know, despite the like external validation, it's just really nice to know that, you know, people are connecting with it. And I'm like, okay, yes. Like this thing that I thought was meaningful, like is meaningful to people like outside of myself too. Yeah, because when you're in it, you're like, oh, this is great. And then you step out like, is it great? <laughs> right, you're like, does this make sense <laughs> to anyone? Well, huge congratulations. That sounds awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so welcome. much. You're welcome. And so you've dabbled in the world of animation. You are an author. You're a student again. You've had large scale, scale murals and you've created your own clothing. I'm probably missing so much. But what is next for Art Baby Girl? Oh, you know what? I don't know. I think obviously school, right? Becoming a therapist. And I think like, I'm so excited to channel my creativity that way. But I think like, you know, when it comes to my art practice and my brand and all of that, I really just want to play more. I want to explore more. I want to explore new mediums. I took a stained glass class this year and like that was so cool I want to get outside my comfort zone more that's that is what's next for me um so I have no idea but for the first time in my life I am not terrified about the fact that I have no idea what's coming next I feel like we need that on a t-shirt yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's such a perfect slogan to go on a t-shirt. And just in case people want to see what you are up to, where can people find you? Yeah. So I am on Instagram, Art Baby Girl, and my website is gracemichelli.com. Like we talked about, my book is How to Deal. And I just had a class come out with Skillshare that's called um, Draw It Out. That is kind of a look inside um, my practice when it comes to making comics and like anyone can do it even if you can't draw that's okay I talk you through it um so yeah you know there's there's a lot of ways to uh to connect and to to find me on there Grace thank you so much for your time honestly I could sit here forever I know people probably say that at the time at the end of interviews but I genuinely mean that but um Thank you for being so real and so honest. Like, I genuinely appreciate it. It's so refreshing. Of course. You're welcome. That is, that's my favorite way to be. I love so. it. And I'm going to keep tabs, of course, on what you're doing. And I can't wait to see you graduate. When are you meant to graduate? Do you know? It's going to be a while. Like, I will be, I mean, I'll be in school for like two more years, but then I won't have my license for a few more years after that. So, 
I'm in it for the long haul, but I'm going to be I'm going to be making art the whole time. So I'm not going anywhere. Amazing. I can't wait. Thank you so much for your time, Grace. Genuinely, it's been so lovely to speak to you. Of course. This was great. I really appreciated it. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear it. Are you doing anything today? Yeah. I mean, honestly, I have to like write some papers for school, but it's really, um, even though it's cold, it's really sunny out. So I'm going to, I'm going to take my dog on like a nice long walk in the neighborhood after this. So I'm excited for that. Amazing. Well, have a lovely week. It's Friday. So have a lovely weekend. (laughs) And um, I'm sure she will be in touch when all this is out. And I really, really have genuinely enjoyed interviewing you today. Yeah. Yeah. It was so great. Nice to meet you. Great to meet you, Grace. Take care. Bye. Bye.